Welcome to the Dog Nerd Show, where we geek out over our best friends. I'm Megan. And I'm Michael, and this is a show about all things dog. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. We have another exciting episode. We got to sit down with Lauren Tarakoff, author of Priceless Penny, which is a book I love. And we just cannot wait to get into this interview. Lauren is awesome. Yeah, so a little history on Lauren. She rescues dogs. She's just an angel here. She rescues dogs that are dis, dis, differently abled is what it's called. And and her story is phenomenal, and I think you're going to really enjoy this. I know the book, Megan likes to tell everybody she read the book to me, which she did. Uh, but I was really touched by the book, and I'm not a guy that gets touched by he, things. He but I, no. I thought, He's I thought, wow. <laughs> the the cool thing about the book, and we talk about this in in the interview, is it I think it crosses over into humans too. Oh, for sure, yeah, for so. sure. This book is is relatable to humans, dogs, everything in between. Yeah. So, without further ado, please enjoy the interview. All right, everybody, welcome to the show. We are here with Lauren Kramer Tarakoff, who is the author of Priceless Penny. Let's get this on screen so everybody can see it. If you have not read this book, it is fantastic. Um, whether you're a, an adult or a child or an adult reading to a child, or I read it to Michael, so um, <laughs> he really enjoyed it. Thanks, thanks. Now everybody thinks, oh, he has to have a picture book read to him. <laughs> I am, I am able to read folks. He can, he can read. And what I really love, so Lauren and I met at um, Bark World Expo, RIP Bark World Expo. It was yeah. an awesome conference for um, people in the pet industry, d dogs specifically, and it was amazing. And it was such a, it was just such a pleasure to meet you and Matt and to talk about your book and my book and our, our mission and our passion. So tell us about Priceless Penny and how the, the story came about and why you were driven to write it. Oh, sure. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm so honored to be on the Dog Nerd Show. I listen to it all the time. Aww. It's my favorite show. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. So Priceless Penny came about, we were actually looking, or I was looking, because I'm always the one that says we need to add more animals to the bunch. <laughs> and Matt just kind of goes along with it. Uh, <laughs> so um, we were looking for a playmate for our other female dog, Adriel. And I was looking on Pet Finder and I saw Penny and I'm like, oh, look at her poor little foot. And I bet she needs all kinds of extra help. And I kept looking at other dogs, but something about Penny just kept drawing me back. So we decided to adopt Penny. And we kind of like when people baby proof their homes, we started doing that. Like, okay, we're preparing for a tripod. What do we need to do? We need to get dog stairs so she can get help getting onto and off of the furniture. You know, we need to take all these precautions because she clearly is going to need so much help. Yeah, we were totally wrong. <laughs> so when she came to our house for the meet and greet, she took a couple hops in and just jumped right on the couch ignored the pet stairs. She's like, I don't need those. And I was like, okay, wow, we, we might've overreacted a little bit. <laughs> so we used a pet gate to keep her out of the kitchen, or we thought we were keeping her out of the kitchen. So there's kind of a step up that goes into our kitchen. So it was more like a four foot pet gate. 
and Matt was at work and all of a sudden she was in, we were keeping her in the kitchen at the time. She just vaulted herself over the pet gate wow. and landed in the middle of the living room. Wow. That's awesome. I said, that didn't just happen. So I'm like, okay, let me put her back in the kitchen and see what happens. So I put her back in the kitchen. She did it again. Oh I said, God. okay, Matt's not going to believe me unless I have evidence. So I put her back a third time, recorded it, and she did it again. Wow. So he said, that's crazy. How does she do it? Well, she takes her special foot and she hooks it over the front part of the gate. And then she pushes off with her back feet. Oh my God. And, and our four-legged dogs, that, I guess that's too much work for them. They just stayed in the kitchen. They're like, we're not doing that. <laughs> so when I told Matt, he goes, you should write a book about Penny. And I thought, oh, you know, I've, I've got a degree in journalism. I thought I get, but I don't really know much about writing books, but well, and I said, well, what would I write about? Or you can't just say, hey, our tripod jumped a gate. Uh, Ta-da. <laughs> so he said, well, write about, you know, differently abled animals, because we have several other differently abled animals. And I thought, okay. So that's kind of how Penny's book was born. That is fantastic. And for those that don't know, Penny's not a big dog. So it's not like it was easy, you know, clearance for her. She, she's right here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's see her. Pick her, her Penny. <laughs> hey, say hi. Oh. Can you say hi, everybody? She is so precious. Priceless. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, Penny. <laughs> and a total ham. <laughs> so, I mean, the story is great. It, it basically follows her rescue journey, right? Yes. It's actually the true story of how she came. So she was actually found um, at Orange County Animal Shelter out in California. Okay. And there was a veterinarian that also ran her own rescue on the side called Second Chance Animal Rescue. And she lived in Springfield, Illinois and had a friend that was out in California. And I guess she kind of like patrols the different rescue agencies and tries okay. to pull out the ones that are deemed less adoptable. Mm -hmm. And she saw Penny and unfortunately Penny was on the euthanasia list. Oh. Um, people thought she looked weird. So they didn't want to adopt her. Aww. And she called her friend, whose name's Cynthia, and she said, Cynthia, you've got to get this dog out of here. And her name was Daisy at the time. So she said, you've got to get Daisy out of here. So she said, okay. So she hired this fabulous, fabulous person named Mario. Uh, he owned his own animal transport business called Flying Bee Animal Transportation. Aww. So you figure that means Penny would fly to <laughs> Illinois. No, he drove her from California to Springfield, Illinois. Wow. And then Cynthia drove her down two hours to where we live in Southern Illinois. So oh, we could adopt her. Goodness. So she had and quite the trip. Yes. <laughs> well, and thank you to Mario and Cynthia and everybody involved because, you know, people, I don't think people who are, you know, not um, experienced with rescue groups don't realize how much it takes, you know, the boots on the ground to take care of these little lives and yeah. how grateful we all are to them because they play a role in this story of hers. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when we met, so I didn't, you know, I think we were standing in line for something and we started talking and we exchanged books and I loved what you wrote to Megan, different is beautiful. And I was like, oh, this girl is speaking my language. And I didn't know about Penny. I didn't, you know, I didn't know her story, but I grew up around a lot of special needs kids. And so I was always real sensitive to, you know, the fact that there's some differences that, you know, people get made fun of and, you know, oftentimes bullied for. And so what I, what I love about this story is that it really applies to humans too and how we can be kinder. To yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was going to say is, it's about a dog, but I think 
you can kind of also read between the lines and see it's also uh, basically an ugly duckling story almost, you know, and, it, and it's really when, when Megan read it to me folks yesterday, I was like, wow, what a heartwarming and touching story that I think everybody can relate to. And it was really, really good. Really Thank good. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. You did an amazing job. And, you know, I, I get emotional listening to you tell her story because that, that feeling of being unwanted that, you know, you know, people say, oh, they don't think animal. I, I, I do think animals have feelings. And I do think that, you know, that feeling of being abandoned or neglected or whatever she went through. Um, and to just have won the lottery with you and Matt, like that's, well, thank you. <laughs> that's just such a great story. So I, I really encourage people to pick up this book for your kids. I mean, it is just, it's such a great lesson. And, and it really, I think is great for the age too, that, that it's directed towards because we really need to teach compassion at a young age. And I think it's just a story that is so touching and you did such a wonderful job telling her story. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. Well, we noticed on your website that you, uh, you have a few more, uh, and so we, should we expect a few more books coming maybe? Yes, we actually have one in the works now. Um, awesome. it is, yes, it is about our, I won't say the most, but I would say like the most differently abled animal that we have. So that's about hope. So Hope is a, deep breath, mini double dapple dachshund that was born without eyes and is completely deaf. Aww. So she was actually rescued from a backyard breeder in Missouri. And he was breeding double dapples together, which you're not supposed to do because they can be born blind or deaf or both. And when Hope was born, he wanted to kill her because he obviously couldn't make any money off of her. So his wife stepped in and said, no, she's going to be my dog. Wow. So then the wife kept her. Um, we're not entirely sure how long. We've gotten different ages. Like the one, their vet said she was five. Then the place they took her to to get a dental said she was two. Then our vet said she was three. So we're not entirely sure. Um, but then the wife unfortunately passed away. Oh. And the gentleman that was breeding them dropped her off at Dachshund Rescue North America. So yay, he took her oh. to a rescue. Yeah. Uh, but with a choke chain around her neck. Oh, God. And why that breaks my heart is Hope loves everybody. She yeah. loves everything, everybody. We had new windows put on our house two years ago. She would not leave the installers alone. We had our hot water heater replaced. She wouldn't leave that person alone. We had our bathroom remodeled. She wouldn't leave them alone. So she Aww. just, she totally loves people and she will stop at nothing until she comes to you and sits on your foot. That's her signal that she wants you to pick her up and start loving on her. Aww. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm so glad because I, I believe, didn't the Dodo do a, a piece on Hope? They did. So they did do a video on her. It went viral. She had 5.7 million views, I think. Oh, wow. um, so she's got, we call her the Queen Ween yes. on her social media <laughs> channel. So she's got over 7,000 followers on Instagram. Wow. And then she has over 3,000 followers on Facebook. So she has her loyal subjects and they adore their Queen Ween. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's great. That is so that's awesome. Great. Well, you know, I think that's great that we also touch on the the fact that about the double, what's it, the double yeah. dapple docks. Yeah. That is a mouthful. It is a mouthful. And she's a mini too, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and now, uh, 
let, I guess let's just address that issue because I, I see it happening a lot. I see a lot of breeds being bred down and then I see a lot of the special, you know, color patterns and things like that. And, and that's definitely something genetically where if you do find someone that's breeding that and advertising that, they're probably not breeding the healthiest of dogs, correct? Correct. Okay. Absolutely. And that's, you know, something in the genetic pool that made her be born without eyes and deaf. I mean, God bless her. You know, that's just got to be so tough to, but you know, she doesn't know any different, right? No, she runs the house. I think it took her about, cause we were concerned too, just like with Penny, we thought, oh my gosh, we're going to have to get like some bumpers. And we were thinking about getting scent stickers that they make for blind dogs. And we didn't have enough time before she got to us. So I even ordered, it was crazy. I spent way too much at PetSmart <laughs> online. I got like a sling so you could wear her and carry her around. Uh, we call it the weenie pouch. Uh, Matt, Matt actually wears it. It's bright pink. It's kind of funny. He, when we go on walks, he's like, grab the weenie pouch. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. But it only took her a week to learn the layout of our house. And That's we, impressive. I mean, you, yeah. yeah, we can't. Cause everybody says, well, how do you train her? Like you don't, she just kind of learns on her own. Mm -hmm. And then last summer she actually taught herself to go to the back door and bark when she wants to go outside to potty. Wow. And then oh, she comes to the neat. back door and barks when she wants to come in, which is extra impressive to me because we have a step down to our porch. And then there's a concrete step down from the porch onto the actual yard. Mm -hmm. And she navigates it like it's nothing. She knows when you uh -huh. open the door, she knows where the steps are and off she goes. That's <laughs> that, impressive. That, that, is. that is very impressive. Well, and we were going to ask you about that. That was on my list of questions on, on how to awesome. deal with animals like that because Finley's actually starting to lose his eyesight. He's got cataracts and oh, no. the vet was like, you know, I don't recommend surgery. He's 16, you know, and she said, I don't recommend surgery because usually like if he gets through the surgery, okay, dogs will end up having problems after that. And, you know, he's doing great other than he can't see or hear too well. I mean, actually both are kind of faltering. So is there anything, I mean, aside from not moving furniture or any tips that you could give us? Absolutely. So we, that's awesome because our oldest dog, uh, Theo, he was 16 and we lost him last September. Yeah. Uh, that was a good long life. Yeah. So he actually got glaucoma in, I think his right eye first then he lost vision there. Then he got glaucoma in the left eye, lost vision there. So we were trying to think, how can we help him? And then we found this awesome, awesome product. It's called a muffins halo. And what it is, is it's like, it kind of looks like a football player shoulder pads. Uh -huh. So it's like a little shoulder pad vest that they wear. And then the halo is actually Velcroed to the vest. Okay. And then a little bumper comes out in front of their eyes. So number one, it helps protect the eyes from actually getting poked mm -hmm. and it also protects their cute little face too so they don't get scratched by you know like corners of furniture and stuff yeah. so we put it on Theo and it actually helped a lot it made him a lot more confident about where he was going because he got kind of depressed of course after he went blind you yeah. could tell he just he wanted like to go to the kitchen to get a drink but where is the kitchen oh. um and the halo really helped him I think he started to learn where the edges of the room were and oh okay this edge of the room is the kitchen this is the living room so i would definitely definitely recommend that okay cool. that's great yeah uh, yeah and you know it's interesting that you notice he got depressed because i don't notice finley getting depressed but i michael was just saying last night like he is just like very clingy 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 to megan yeah yep 
I think yeah. it's like, okay, there she's there. I know, like, I know she's going to take care of me. She's going to keep <laughs> me. Maybe I, maybe yeah, that, that's a good point. Cause Theo did that too. At first, you know, when he, not so much when he lost the side in one eye, but definitely in both. I think it's yeah. because since they can't see, then they f maybe revert back to, cause he was also a rescue. Um, he came from an abused home, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And I think they revert to that. Oh no, my sight's gone. I'm alone again. Oh no, please don't put me back out in the street. Yeah. Um, cause yeah. when we left Theo for the very first time when he was two, uh, before I was married, my parents and I would always go to Branson every summer and we boarded him at the vet and they called us and they were frantic and they're like, he's not eating. Well, he thought we left him, like oh. officially left him and weren't coming back. Oh. So I think that definitely sticks with them. And especially when they lose their sight, then they're kind of back in that fight or flight mode of, oh my gosh, I'm on my own. And so once they kind of figure out how to navigate their blindness with you and that you're not going to leave them, because I see so many of that in animal shelters, there's dogs that are dumped by their previous owners because, well, they can't hear so well, or well, they have arthritis, so they walk slower. Oh um, and I think that definitely goes through the mind of rescue dogs for sure is, oh no, something's wrong with me. Please don't dump me. Yeah. So I, yeah. I think that kind of adds to why they're clingy, which I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> well, and Finley wasn't a rescue, but you know, oh, I think okay. for sure, you know, that there is that safety factor of, okay, where is she? Cause I know that, you know, cause I'm, I, I've, we've, I've been picking him up and carrying up and down the stairs because he's had a couple of instances where he's fallen down the stairs and, and now we know, like now he knows, like, I'm not going to try it, you know, like he'll I've, go up the stairs, but usually not down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he has, if he's having a good day, he'll go down. But, but we he, try to, we try to limit yeah. it where it's like, nope, nope, yeah. you can't do it. <laughs> We're not so. going to let you, but he's actually gotten really, he's adapted to, um, you know, I've been working from home and I work upstairs and I'll carry him upstairs with me. And when he has to go potty, normally he goes and barks at the door. So now he goes and barks at the stairs. So it's great because he's like, can you just carry me? Cause I'm not going to go downstairs. So I love it. <laughs> it's amazing how quickly they adapt, you know? So are all of your rescues, um, differently abled? Not all. I would say most. Um, let's see. Who do I have? I have Adriel here. If you'd like to see her, Penny's giving her a bath. So here's Adriel. Can you say hi? Hi, everybody. So she was actually rescued from another backyard breeder um, and was born with a birth defect where her tongue is longer than her head. So that's why it always sticks out. Okay. Um, when she gets tired, it really hangs out. It's, it's quite long and quite ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but she's actually a retired therapy dog. She's the oh. best behaved dog we have. Aww. So she was the, th hi, oh, baby. <laughs> she was the therapy dog for eight years. Wow. Um, this is as rowdy as she gets. She's very <laughs> quiet, very calm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much Adriel. Is she a chihuahua? Mm -hmm. Yep. She's a short haired chihuahua. And then unfortunately she got a skin infection and um, her old vet gave her a medication that she was allergic to, and we didn't know it. And so now she's lost like 80% of her fur. Um, and she, she does have a doggy dermatologist that she goes to just to keep up on the skin, make sure everything's looking okay. Yeah. Um, she doesn't seem to mind, though. She gets lots of attention. She has her own wardrobe. So in the winter, she wears little sweaters. And yeah. sometimes she wears dresses if it's not too, too <laughs> crazy hot. Don't you, baby? Now, does the uh, does the tongue uh, affect the way she eats and drinks, or how does that work? Mm -hmm. 
so it's it's quite comical to watch her drink because the tongue is so long she'll actually like flick water on top of her head um so it's very messy it's kind of like um at sea world if you sit in that front row it's the splash zone so definitely stay away when she drinks um but she does that's a very good question about her eating so with the tongue she's only actually eating on one side of her mouth um which is why she's had a lot of dentals mm -hmm. um so the tongue is actually because the tongue actually helps clean the dog's teeth with the scraping action of the food and unfortunately the tongue is only able to get on one side of her mouth mm -hmm. especially since she's lost some teeth since then yeah. uh, so it just means like extra dentals and then we try to try to brush her teeth uh almost every day she she's not always into it but yeah. we try to keep her teeth brushed so but she does eat like a pig um she <laughs> always gets a snack at nine o'clock exactly nine o'clock and she will come and paw at you when it's nine o'clock to remind you <laughs> if you don't have her food ready don't you because you know when it's nine o'clock just like a great little alarm clock like all right it's nine o'clock exactly she's like you know what time it is go get my food <laughs> yeah isn't that amazing? Like they don't have watches. She doesn't have a clock. She's looking. No, at. She knows what every, time. well, we do have a clock that chimes every hour on the hour. So I don't know if maybe that's it, but I like to think she, cause she usually starts at about 10 till. So I think she knows. She's got either that, that or she's counting the climbs. Either way, that's pretty smart. <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, are you smart? Our, our two, smart? our two are, uh, they know when dinner time is. There's a 30 minute window where they just start looking up and barking at you. Like, okay. Yeah, and they, then, they try to get yes. fed 30 minutes before they're And then Riley, who you're, we're hearing in the background, who's who's barking, uh, 6 o'clock a.m. every morning, no matter what, it's time to get up. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, <laughs> so she is, she is uh, like clockwork. Like, I don't have to set an alarm, uh, you know, so. Unfortunately, that means no sleeping <laughs> in, but he's. He's an I'm an early riser. So. I'm an early riser anyway. Yeah, so. so it works. I totally get that. <laughs> um, so, and you have a couple of cats, right? I do. Yes, yes. So I have, huh, I have five now. Oh. Um, so we have uh, now the kitties are downstairs and the dogs are upstairs because Hope the Dachshund uh, hunts the cats. Oh wow! And she's caught the cats. Oh, we didn't realize that dachshunds were bred to hunt um, badgers and burrowing animals. Mm -hmm. yep. yep. Didn't know that until uh, we brought the cat home and Hope's like, oh, a snack. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we keep them separated, um, but we have Miracle. So we found her in the middle of Main Street uh, where we live with cars going over her head. She's about two weeks old. Wow. Now she's seven, seven and sassy. Uh, we have <laughs> Olaf. So he was rescued from 10th Life Cat Rescue in St. Louis, and he has one eye. So he has a scratch over his left eye, so he can see around the scratch, but not through it. So he's kind of like a one-eyed cat. Right. And then we got Sven, because you can't have an Olaf without a Sven. <laughs> so we got Sven from uh, Stray Haven Cat Rescue in St. Louis, but we actually went to Mauhaus Cat Cafe where the rescue has these cats roaming around. Uh -huh. um, and Sven was there at a cat birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and so we adopted Sven. And the day we, cause we had to go back, cause of course they do like extensive background checks and stuff, which I was thrilled with. Yeah. And we went back to adopt him and he has the exact same scratch on the exact same eye that Olaf has. Oh, wow. really? Which, which we didn't know. And Olaf was kind of always, we say grumpy kitty 2.0 uh -huh. uh, until Sven came home. 
So oh, once Sven came home, they bonded and now they hang out all the time. Oh my wow. goodness. That it's, is it's crazy. Amazing. And then our other two kitties, let's do it straight. Um, <laughs> this kind of dramatic story. So Wiggles and then her kitten Adeline, who's not really not a kitten. She turned one. But uh, I used to work at a doctor's office and a former coworker of mine called me last March, or not last March, March 2018. We had a freak snowstorm here in March. And she was crying and she said, my daughter and I have been feeding this pregnant cat and we can't bring it in the house because my husband's allergic. The cat's going to die. And I'm like, okay, where do you want to meet? Yeah. So we meet up, we meet up, I get this cat, take it to the vet. Oh, she's pregnant. I got to see the ultrasound. They said, she's got three kittens in there. I'm like, oh, but she's FIV positive. Oh. So she, essentially she has kitty AIDS. Mm -hmm. And if she scratches or bites our other cats, they can get the kitty aids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she has her lovely room. She's taken over my husband's man cave in the basement. <laughs> used to be his study, but now it's Wiggle's room. Aww. So uh, the vet gave me a crash course on how to birth kittens. And she said, you've got two weeks. Any questions, just call. I'm like, okay, all right. I bought a book from the ASPCA about cats, tells you everything, had the birthing section marked. I'm like, all right, let's do this. So a week later, not two, one week later, she goes into labor. Matt's at work, I'm by myself, and she has um, a stillborn kitten, which the oh. vet had kind of said she didn't think one was going to make it. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, I'm done. <gasps> said, mm, you're not done. So um, I always like to say the next day and $400 later, she had a C-section. Oh my oh, goodness. Wow. And the vet called and said, okay, Wiggles and her kitten are ready to be picked up. And I thought we were getting two kittens, but only one made it. So, okay. So I went to pick them up and you know, it's bad when the vet tech comes out and she's not holding anybody. I'm like, oh no, what now? And she goes, Wiggles is rejecting the cat. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? I said, is she biting at her? Or just kind of swiping. Oh, she's biting. I'm like, okay. Oh, so bless Matt's heart every hour on the hour for those first 12 hours that night, he bottle fed her kitten milk replacer. Oh my oh, God. Wow. Yeah, that, oh yes. Oh, so he was, he was quite grumpy the next morning and, <laughs> and I was quite grumpy the next morning. So I had to have a little talk with Wiggles. So thankfully the next day she did let, uh, we named her Adeline or AKA Addie. We let, uh, she let Addie latch on to her. Oh, so we're thinking it was partially, she was still coming out of the anesthesia mm -hmm. and she was still kind of groggy. And then when kittens are born, they actually can't retract their claws for several days. Oh. And where Addie was trying to latch was right by the incision yeah. where they did the C-section. So I would be crabby too. I would be like, yeah, get exactly. off. So, uh, and then the fun with Adeline was we had to wait till she was three months old so we could get her tested for FIV. Mm -hmm. So we waited and she was negative, but then they said, well, that could be a false negative. So bring her back in three months. But in the meantime, Keep her away from Wiggles and keep her away from your other cats. Oh wow! So we were like, kind of running out of room at that point, but <laughs> but we made it happen. An addition. <laughs> exactly, it's like oh my goodness! But thankfully, she was still negative, and three months later, so uh, she's happily living with Miracle Olaf and Sven and Wiggles. Wants to be an only child. She does not. One Addie tries to sneak in there, and every time she gets in there, Wiggles is like get out. I don't want to see you. <laughs> so I think Wiggles has adjusted to having her own cat tower, her own space. And, yeah. and she likes it that way. Oh my God. So that's our cats. <laughs> you guys are amazing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. you really like, are. These are the human beings that are heroes to us. I mean, yeah. oh, thank you. <laughs> and, and Matt to, you know, to do the bottle feeding and to be supportive of everything. I mean, oh, very much. you know, 
Yeah. Us dog nerds always like to have a good dog nerd husband. <laughs> it's true. We I, we would be lost without him. Me and the fur babies, we would totally be lost without him. Absolutely. That's so fantastic. I, thank you for for doing all of that and for you know stepping in where you know other people wouldn't. It's it really is a testament to your character. And oh. if we didn't have people like you, you know, we'd have a lot more problems. So thank oh. you. Well, thank you. <laughs> and so I know you also, are you full-time pet sitting and um, working with animals and doing pet therapy and everything like that? Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. So two, two and a half years ago, I decided to quit the corporate world like, like you. So congratulations on your transition too. Uh, it's amazing. You're going to love it. Uh, so I, for some reason, pet sitting kept sticking in my mind because my husband's like, well, what are you going to do? And I'm like, pet sitting. And he goes, well, what's that going to look like? I said, you know, I have no idea, but the words pet sitting just kept rolling around. So I'm like, it's got to mean something. So we started Terracost Tales uh, Pet Services and we started out kind of slow. It took us about four months before we finally started getting clients. And now we're up to 74. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. And it's, it's just me and Matt. So Matt has a full-time job. Um, he works for Praxair, which is a gas distributing company Monday through Friday. And then I do this full time. So it's pretty much 24, seven, 365. We're never closed. We work on holidays, uh, weekends, you name it, we do it. And he helps. <laughs> so he works between 1230 and 8 PM for his regular job. And then he helps in the mornings at night and on weekends with the pet sitting. Oh, wow. so <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. It, it's super busy, yeah. but we love it. It's, I get to meet so many awesome people just like you guys um, who are so passionate. I've gotten to care for other differently abled animals and I'm learning a lot. I've gotten to care for some birds and Matt has bonded with a bearded dragon. So it's, wow. it's pretty awesome. <laughs> That's so it is cool. cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And you know, I bet it's really cool that people know that you've got this experience with differently abled animals. And I know you've got a lot of pet CPR and safety as well. So that's really important. And you're, you, the area that you service, just if, in case anyone's listening in that area, yeah. not that, you know, you're, you want to turn anyone away. You sound very busy, but. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we never turn anybody away. So we are actually located in Southern Illinois. We're about 25 minutes South of the St. Louis metropolitan area. So we service, I would say, oh my gosh, 80% of our clients are actually in Missouri, I would say. So we definitely service the St. Louis metropolitan area. Um, we go out as far, let's see, like we do Creepcore, we do Fenton, pretty much anybody that calls us, we do. Uh, so. <laughs> Oh, that's great though. That's awesome. It's fantastic. And and I I mean, we part of the reason we don't take a lot of trips is if we can't take the dogs, we don't go. And mostly that's because I don't trust anyone to take care of my dogs. You know what I mean? If I if you mm -hmm. lived in in Atlanta, I'd be like, "Okay, Lauren, we're, we're going to take a vacation, you know, come." But, you know, that's that's important for for those of us whose whose pets are our children. You know, you don't trust them with just anyone. And, uh, you know, for sure, with your heart of gold and your experience, I think, um, you know, I think it, you're, it's a no-brainer to call you guys. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Well, we definitely love what we do. To us, it doesn't, hi, Cole, it doesn't feel like Aww. a job. I mean, we absolutely, yeah, you want to be on like, camera. <laughs> I got it. I didn't get introduced, Mom. So this is Oh, Cole. I'm sorry. This is Cole. <laughs> uh, can you say hi? Can hey, you buddy. say hi? Hi, can, hi right here. Can you look over here? 
He's like, no. No, I just want to give you kisses. He just, wants to, <laughs> he just wants to say hi. Hi, baby. Um, so yeah, we, do, we definitely love what we do. Um, it's a dream come true. So I know your transition is also going to be a dream come true because when you're doing something you feel like you were meant to do, that just makes it all the more exciting and wonderful. Because I know we, let, let's see, 4th of July weekend, like we did 19 visits <laughs> between wow. the two of us. So, uh, you know, Matt would say, oh my gosh, aren't you exhausted? And it's like, yes but it's such a happy exhausted. It's yeah. not like anything I experienced before at any other job. So I'm like, oh my gosh, is it the weekend yet? I'm like, right. oh my gosh, I can't wait for tomorrow where I get to go see, you know, and then I start listing off all the pets that I get to go see. So it's, it's a blessing for us to be able to do what we do for sure. That's so that awesome. fantastic. That means you're doing what you're meant to do. And I love that. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So does that mean you have time to get the next book out? Do you know when we can expect it or is it still? Oh my goodness. So it's still, um, and it's going to be about hope. I think I forgot to mention that. So it's going to be about hope. Uh, I think working title is having hope always because that's her social media handle too. Yeah. Um, it's currently with the illustrator. So I've gotten some storyboards back. Awesome. They look amazing. So it's going to be um, a new illustrator. Okay. We have a new illustrator. It's really exciting. Um, I think, fingers crossed, it should be coming out next summer. Awesome. Oh, okay. Awesome. But I will keep you updated for sure. So I, I think Please that's, do, yeah. we should be on track for that. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time today. And it's just a pleasure. Number one, seeing you again. It's been so many years. I know we've, you know, communicated on social media, but it's such a pleasure to see you and learn more about your life and, and what you do for animals. And we are just grateful that you are out there doing that. So thank oh. you. Well, thank you so much. It's been great to see you again, too. And definitely, I will stop by next time I get to Atlanta, if I ever get to go to Atlanta. Right. And it's been an honor and a privilege to be on your show. And I love your books. And I love the message in your books. And I love the Dog Nerd Show. So everybody listen to the Dog Nerd Show because it's awesome. <laughs> thank you so thank much, Thank you so Lauren. much. We'll You're welcome. You thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, so we know you just fell in love with Lauren, too. Is not, isn't she amazing? She's great. She's fantastic. I mean, uh what she's done, I, I tell you what, this is incredible. And her husband. I mean, what yeah. awesome souls. Oh, there. that guy, he, he, staying up like he did and, and feeding that, uh, I mean, that was just incredible. That yeah. was Any yeah. man that will stay up and feed kittens with a bottle all night long is, is a keeper. <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, this, I just want to, you guys know, I get on my little soapbox, but this is a good reminder that, you really should not support backyard breeders, puppy mills. Um, you you know, yeah. animals end up with these issues because people who shouldn't be breeding breed. Now, thank the Lord there are people like Lauren out there who rescue these babies and give them wonderful, loving homes. But um, that's my little soapbox issue. So, yeah. um, you know, you've got to rescue or research, research, research to find a reputable breeder. I agree. And it is very important that we support people like Lauren. And could you possibly tell people where they could find Lauren and how they could support her? Absolutely. So, of course, you can find her book on Amazon, um, but you can find her on Instagram at Lauren Tarakoff. And I'm going to spell this because it's a tricky one. It's L-A-U-R-E-N-T-H-E-U-E-R-K-A-U-F. So it's Tarakoff, but it doesn't really look like it's spelled like that. Um, and then you can find her website is tarakoffstalespets.com. Mm -hmm. 
And then on Facebook, Tara Coffs Tales Pet Services. So go follow her. Go support her. If you have children, this book is a must. Absolutely. If you have grandchildren, if you have people with children, you know what? This is a great book to get for whenever you have a baby shower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's always tricky to find, you know, gifts. And if you're somebody like me who has no babies and you don't understand that world, books are always a good item. And this one, what a great book. For, I agree. For, I agree. For gifts. I agree. Well, um, once again, folks, thank you for tuning in. And, and Megan, can you tell everybody where they can find us? Yeah. So you guys can find us everywhere on social at Dog Nerd Show. Our website, dognerdshow.com, and you can email us at dognerdshow at gmail.com. We would love for you to subscribe to our show, and please comment with anything you'd like to see, whether it be a type of dog we discuss, somebody else we should interview. Let us know in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Well, until next time, folks, please take care, and thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.